The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, October 21st, 2022, season 18, episode number 56. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And we're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is our job today to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Lions. That happens this Sunday at noon at AT&T Stadium. Uh, we'll tell you all of our opinions on what we think is going to happen this weekend and give you some predictions for the game as well. Let's start first with Mike McCarthy. He had his press conference today. Um, and the first thing I want to kind of catch up on is Matt Lelesko. Yeah, Shows up on the injury report yesterday. Doesn't sound good. What are we hearing? No, it's good. I mean, he's been dealing with this shoulder injury. Uh, they thought he might have to have surgery back in training camp. Yeah. They, they've been fighting through it. The subluxation, which basically means that Pops in and out, yeah. Which every time I hear somebody say it, it just yeah, it sounds really good. It just it's another way to say your shoulder just pops in and pops out. So uh, he's uh, he's suffered a setback there, and uh, they didn't want to go. I don't think McCarthy wanted to say that he's having surgery, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be any you know something he'll be back from soon. He probably will have surgery here to to clean this thing up and get him ready for next year. And that would mean IR, assume, and he's out for the rest. Yeah, he's played some. Uh, as a backup, you know, but um, he, you know, I honestly think this could be a good thing because if you're going to have the surgery, have it, get it ready to go, and then he could maybe be a little bit more of a participant as as far as just fighting through it right now and then having it in January. Mm-hmm. So, and he could possibly, if he has the surgery now, means there's a good chance he's ready to go for offseason next year, right. which is a huge thing right, right, for right. I guess those second year players. Exactly. He's had this problem throughout his career, and it, yeah. it was something. Excuse me. It was something that he dealt with in college, and they thought that they could kind of get through it, and they said, okay, let's see if we could play with it, and once it, it came out again, they're like, no, okay, we're not going to mess around with this thing anymore. That's what yeah. the surgery is, but it's something he dealt with in college. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's talk about another interesting topic. Uh, they, Mike McCarthy talked about Micah Parsons and kind of how they uh, approached uh, him or what they talked to him about after this game. What, what was he saying about what Mike, Micah and – uh, and the the self scouting that they did with him following the Philadelphia game. I don't even I don't even know what you're talking about. Honestly, okay. no. I mean, I, I was there, but I mean, that was part of the that was part of the point in the press conference when we we're like, "What are we doing here on Friday?" <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> well, I thought the reason I thought it was interesting is because we talked a lot this week. I don't about, know. We talked a lot this week about the you know kind of. How do the Cowboys adapt to what Philly was able to do to Micah? And yeah. and they were talking about, and Mike was, from what I could gather, he was saying something to the effect of they sat down this week with him and Quinn basically did a really deep yeah. self-scout with him on what happened in that Philadelphia game. Yeah. To bet, and my assumption was not only to help him with the kind of future teams that might try it, but so that when they get back to Philadelphia – they kind of have an idea of maybe here's some things you might need to improve on, some areas you can work on. Yeah. I was a little confused by it, honestly, because talking to Micah yesterday, he was like, this is RPO. 
That's all it was. They didn't do anything against me. It was yeah. just it was just tough to stop stop Hurts. Now he did say he talked to Dan Quinn and that they've got a lot of things in store down the line here that they're going to try some some different things. Um, you know, I was like, why didn't you roll him out in that game? You know, <laughs> like what? Did, but that's what happens, I think, when you're facing a, a team that's like, you know, well, we got to see what they do. You know, Garrett used to always say, well, we do what we do. But it, when when you're in that situation, the way they were running the ball, you, you have to react to them, which means the offense always has an advantage. So, I mean, but but I don't, I didn't know, I didn't get that that sense that it was a, a big sit down thing. I don't know, maybe I was spaced out. Now, I think the thing that that you have to, you know, these coaches all the time sit down with players and talk to them. Maybe he walks him through. Mike is like, listen, man, I can't go through this again. I can't go through where I have little indecision here and all that. You're going to play a team in a couple of weeks. I, I I haven't sat down and watched the Bears play, but you have a quarterback that's very familiar with, and teams look at other teams and they say. Well, what affected this defense? What you know, and so now you're with the Bears. You know, you got a quarterback that can legitimately run and is a good ball handler and stuff like that. So you could see some of that RPO stuff again. It might not have been about Philadelphia on Christmas Eve. It might be about hey, we're going to see this again in two weeks. Get ready, you know. And so, you know, Mike is one of those guys that, to me, and you know, I've never been around him only in the settings and things like that. It seems like to me he's a very prideful guy. You know, he probably felt like I got a little bit embarrassed, you know, in that mm-hmm. game. And, you know, you had players like Ed Reed having to come out and say, no, no, it wasn't his fault on this. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's what we have today in, in in media. We have former players that come out. And and I know that we talked about it ourselves on Monday. You know, no, no, it you know, it's coverage and it's these guys and it's that guy. So but there's a lot of people out there like, oh look, Michael Parsons got burned a little bit. You know, it it wasn't. But I don't think he wants to go out there again and play with doubt or indecision again. And maybe with Dan, he's like Dan's ensuring him like, listen, next time this is what I'm gonna do for you, or this is how I'm gonna help you, or this is how you can help yourself. So coaches and, and, and players have discussions, especially ones that really, really, really care about how they how they play their job or do their jobs. Yeah, thinking about RPOs, I saw something. I don't know if you guys noticed it last night on that game. Uh, the Thursday night football game, Kyler Murray was in a situation. They were running an RPO, and he was the defender was coming. Right, and I'd never seen a defender do this, but the defender actually gave kind of a head fake, yeah, like he was going with the running back. It cost back. Ky- it cost Kyler yeah. to keep the ball, yeah. and he just was right on Kyler gets a, gets a, a tackle, and it made me think like there probably are techniques mm-hmm. that when you're playing RPO, like there are techniques you can probably use. That give make, that even makes you kind of get on the offensive a little bit to where you can really get in the quarterback's head even more than the quarterbacks in your head and make them more indecisive. Those are probably some of the things that they're talking yeah. to Mike. Yeah. I would assume about they're reading you. Make right. them make, make them read you the wrong way. Right. It's because you know they're trying to get you to read them the wrong yeah. way. Yeah. What but, a you know, strange game that was. I mean, that really? was. Yeah. I love that. It was actually a fun game. Well, it was a fun now, game. Of course. We're coming off two Thursday night games that have been yeah, but I, bad. I'm just saying it was it was a strange game yeah. when that you could you could go to the restroom you know you know if you were in there for a second and then it was it would be thirteen to six and you'd come back and it's twenty eight thirteen yeah you know they they, they scored twenty points in like yeah. seriously like ten minutes that was your boy who Dalton yeah is that my boy <laughs> that's your boy. Yeah, well, I mean, he threw one inter- Yeah, he threw a bad interception over the middle. The other one really wasn't on him, but but yeah, it was well, weird. There were, there were three, right? Yeah, and I thought two of them were kind of on him. Maybe yeah. one of them I was, was a, on a the, receiver the back, deflecting. Back. Yeah. yeah, I I just 
Can you, know, you imagine? Just can you imagine though? And what would happen? And this is why, if you go to the Cardinals, you can just go to the Cardinals because mm-hmm. no one really cares. <laughs> but but if that came off the field and yelled at McCarthy <laughs> like that, do you think that we would we would be starting the show with anything other than what's wrong with the cow? I mean, what's you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that was ridiculous. Well, there's been a, there's been a lot of talk about, it, but it's it's actually surprisingly very positive things I've seen people saying like, oh, they care. You know, and that's how all this kind of stuff can go. Like it goes one of two ways. Either it is, oh, they're a malcontent. You know, De- Dez, that he used to deal with that all the time. You see him screaming on the sideline, people be like, Oh, Dez going off, and then you hear the audio and he's like encouraging his teammates, right? So it can go either way. But I've heard a lot of the mm. commentary this morning that's been very like, Man, they you know, they must really care and you Cliff- wanna see this happen, it's a good thing. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, I'd oh, like to okay. see the other angle. I've only seen one angle. Well, you know exactly what he was saying. No, I, I wanna see what I wanna see what Kingsbury's angle was. He looked terrified. Was he just taking it? <laughs> well, yeah, pretty yeah. much. No, he was. And yeah. it, it almost at one point it kind of looked like, uh, yeah, get him off of me because yeah. the uh, um, the receiver Hopkins Hopkins is over there kind of talking him down like, like hey, man, turn let's, around, let's turn, go away, man, just move, <laughs> right. some water. It's okay, man. It's all yeah. right. Let's just settle down. See, that's what happens when you're fighting for your life and you're yeah. down by yes. six. Yes, yeah. In, yeah, in yeah, that's the exactly second right. quarter. Exactly you've got to right. score that's because exactly. if not, what you do is you take that little kid and put him in timeout. That's what you do. That's what that's you don't like. Well, the thing about it is they. Not, Thank you for being nice about it. They have not. They have not done a very good job in the first, you know, quarter. Or so if Arizona, man, I mean, they've yeah. struggled to score. You know what I think about when I watched that game last night? Mm-hmm. That Philadelphia has New Orleans pick in the first round. Yeah, you got to pull mm-hmm. for the Saints. That thing. That and thing, New Orleans defense is whole. They're, they. I don't. I not, think Philadelphia. Is just Philadelphia's own pick is going to be somewhere probably between twenty-eight and thirty-two. Yeah, probably. New Orleans pick could be a top three pick when it's yep. all said and done. Yep. I mean, if they don't get things turned around, I know we're halfway or getting near halfway through the season. But as a Cowboy fan, you do not need the Eagles to have success in the playoffs and then turn around and then in the springtime have a top three pick. Yeah. You know, because, But it might mean that they had success and they're going to keep – Hurts and they're going to draft somebody else, but drafting that's even scarier. That's I mean because that guy's ready to play. Yes. That top five offensive pick. line, yep. man, yeah. a de- another to add to what they already got. Another yeah. defensive player, you know. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a lot of ways you can go with a top three pick, and yep. you know, and it looks like the Saints are going that direction. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, they already got a quarterback, so you know it's not going to be quarterback. They're getting well, a player that really think. is a. That's the thing yeah, about they got it. A quarterback. Yeah. If 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 Hurts, if they make, do you, the, you think they got a quarterback? Yeah, I think they got a quarterback. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, don't want I mean, to, I'll put it to you like this. I don't want in to today, do what Players Lounge did the other day and go into that whole thing with Hurts, but I mean, do you really think that? Yes, he because is the here's guy? the deal: in in today's NFL, if you have a quarterback that has as much success as he's just had right now, mm-hmm. just in what he's had for first seven games of the season, then you don't just let that guy go. You at least get tied to him a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. And and they're gonna have to make a decision on a contract right. what by next year? Yeah. He's so just his third year, right? So, so I think from that standpoint, yeah, they they whether they want to have a quarterback or not, that's a whole different conversation. But at some point, they got to make a decision, and and I think that what they're seeing right now, they're like, well, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's winning ball games. Well, it's why the cow. You can yeah. say what you want about whether Dak is worth forty million. It is at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. You got to make a decision. He is throwing the ball better than yeah. he than he has, and like they they figured out when they were what two and five or something like that. They weren't they weren't going anywhere last year. Him just throwing the ball, and they made the commitment to start running it. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's like the last 
you know, ten games, nine games, whatever it is. I mean, he's been outstanding. Yeah. They're yeah. they're gonna have they're gonna lose some games though this year, and yeah. they're gonna lose games because they they get down early. Because what somebody's going to hit them early and they're going to get down and then he's going to have to throw back in the game and that, I think that'll be how they lose a game. They're really good though because they're very balanced and they can do some things and it depends on how much they get down. Too. I'll say this: I don't think I don't think him throwing the, their his way back into a game is it's as much, much a de- of a detriment. Yeah, as you would have thought of it was last year. Yeah. And I think part of that is because his receiving targets are pretty doggone mm-hmm. good. And yeah. I think that's part of it. And I also think when you combine that with his ability to run, even in situations of games where you got to work your way back into it, if teams start saying, well, we think they're going to throw, we're going to start playing coverage, now that leaves him in a situation where he can get out and yeah. run and hurt you. So I they just have, a, I think they have a really good balance with the different parts they have. I think they got a really good team. Yeah, where are you, Nelson Aguilar? <laughs> who was the first round pick? <laughs> who, who, who did they trade the, for the Saints pick? Who do they give up? The Saints, uh, where it was, uh, who did the Saints give up? I have to look it up, but uh, yeah. It, or who did the Eagles give up to get that pick? No, the, the the Saints came, the Saints came and got their pick. They remember they had those picks. Yeah. Oh, they right? had those three picks. Oh, it last might, Chris Olave, I believe. It might have been Chris Olave. Well, that's that's actually be looking like a really good pick for yeah. New Orleans. Oh, okay. yeah. I think it was Chris Olave mm-hmm. they traded up for. Is what it, if, I'm, they, if they I've got that right? Pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, He's but see, that's the thing about it. They, so far. The the Saints, the 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 Eagles, and I don't want to keep talking about the Eagles here, but they but they had those picks that were back to back. Remember, they mm-hmm. were kind of right there with each other. Yeah, and then they moved. That. You thought, man, they're just gonna they're gonna bam bam hit two players, and they just moved that the Saints came up. Yeah, and got Chris Olave is what they did. I believe is how that one worked. Yep. Yep. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into the matchup, Cowboys versus Lions. We'll talk a little bit about this Lions team. And I want to ask the question, the Lions, as much as we like their offense and think their offense is really good, they did get <laughs> blanked the last time they were on the field. And the question is, what were what was New England able to do? And does, Cal, do, does Dallas have the same ability to do those same things and maybe get that kind of production or that kind of lack of production out of the Lions? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
the Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back to the break. No matter where you are, you can take the NFL with you with NFL Plus. Get live, local, and primetime regular season postseason games on your phone or tablet, game replays, and more. Go to plus.nfl.com. Start your free trial of NFL Plus today. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's jump into Cowboys versus Lions. As I mentioned before the break, um, as good as their offense has been this season, and, and they're ranked very high in a lot of categories, Last time they were on the field, they lost 29 to nothing to the New England Patriots, got shut out. Uh, so the question is, what did New England do to them uh, that, that basically shut down that offense that we think so much of? They got a lot of pressure on the, and they they didn't let them. They didn't really let them run the football. They only had a hundred yards rushing. And what happened is, Belichick has played against this quarterback twice, you know that we know of. Or we, that we know of. That we know of. <laughs> but he, he got him in the Super Bowl, and he got him in this, this past game. And, he, and he, it, it, it kind of freaks this guy out a little bit to play Belichick. But they did a great job. They didn't let him just pound the ball at him. You know, it, the Patriots were able to, to, on defense, they played really good run defense, and they created turnovers. And they actually got, you know, they got a scoop and score out of the deal because they got – the, the quarterback moving out of the pocket, you know, fumbles the ball and stuff like that. So the one thing that you can do is that you, you can affect the Lions the most is choke their running game. And that's what the Patriots did. They did, they did not let them get going. And the Patriots did a good uh, – Bailey Zappi, the quarterback filling in, did a great job of moving the Patriots that day. So, you know, keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring, and then put pressure on them – to get them out of their offense, and then all of a sudden, then you know you have the opportunities for the turnovers and things like that. But with this with this crew right here, to me, it's about stopping that running game first. And you you choke that running game, they become a whole different team when it comes offensively. Yeah, I'm a believer that when I watch this Cowboys defense, that some of their issues stopping the run have been about them being more concerned about getting to the passer, and because of that, they've gotten gashed. Do you think, Nick, in a game like this where they're going into the game knowing this team's going to run the ball at us, yeah. 
That's the challenge this week. The challenge is stop the run. And we heard Micah. I heard Micah in his press conference. He said multiple times yesterday in his interview, uh, we got to stop the run. Like, that's our goal. Yeah. We got to stop the run. Do you think that in that kind of situation, they'll be better at it because that's their focus? I think what they need to do is 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 put the three-headed monster in the corner for a second. Like We don't need a three-headed monster at safety right now. Uh. I need a two, two-headed monster, two safeties, and let's play some linebackers and let's stop this run. Uh, and and let, just like Brian said, let Jared Goff beat you throwing the ball. Yeah. Let those guys – and trust the corners. I mean, Anthony Brown and, and Trayvon Diggs, not in that order, are, are really good uh, cover guys. And, and, and they're, they're having good seasons. I think they can handle what, what the Lions have. Um, they have some talent, like all teams do, but I think they can handle it. I think the focus has got to be on the run and get them in third and eight, third and nine. Very similar to what Washington did. Washington tried to run it, but really when mm-hmm. it got down to it, th- they kept saying, we're going to put you on the field a lot, and we think you're going to go backwards as much as you're going forward, and we're going to pounce on it when it's third and long, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's the the, the Commanders game was really a, a great example of if, they, if the Commanders wouldn't have been penalized so much. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's... It's second and you know it's second and seven and they run it and they get a first down. All of a sudden there's a holding. Now it's you know now it's second and seventeen and now they have to throw the ball or they try one of those screens or something like that because it just it takes their it takes their offense out of whack and I, I think that Nick's a- absolutely right about that. You might have to play. They're going to play eleven personnel stuff. And you know you're dealing with a tight end that's capable, but the Cowboys play his tight ends really, really, really well now. And I worry a little bit because. Maybe some of the line, the three-headed monster stuff is down in the box taking these tight ends out of the game too. Yeah, you know, and so that that that's a little bit of a concern. But we had we had a uh, we had Tank Lawrence on yesterday on, yeah, on 105.3 yeah. the fan, and he and he he was talking about responsibilities, gaps, lanes. I mean, he was saying, "Hey, you've got to be disciplined and playing." And they missed some tackles in the hole too. You know, and they missed some. Ta- they missed some plays because just by alignment, they were bad. So he, his his thing is not so much about the physicality you have to play as it's about the assignments. You know, and don't don't let your assignment kill good run defense. Don't let don't let one bad read mess ten other guys up. I think that's what he was really talking about yesterday. Yep. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the players for Detroit that uh, that are kind of iffy. They're on the injury report, uh, but seem to be guys that are important to their offense. Let's start with DeAndre Swift, yeah. the running back. How much does their offense change if he's not in the game versus is in the game? Well, he's an eight yard a carry guy, and he hasn't played since week three, and he's dealing with uh, you know he's dealing with some things uh, you know with the the ankle, shoulder, things like that. He's been kind of struggling with. This is a this is a guy though that if he's not if he's not in the game, that's a good for the Cowboys. But they've got other guys, Williams. He, they've got guys that are capable. They're they're all the same kind of looking backs. So it's like with the Cowboys, you got Zeke and Pollard look different. And they play differently. Not that Pollard's not tough enough to take it inside, but the the the, the Lions' running game doesn't change because they put in a lighter back yeah. or a slimmer back. It, it's the same square guy running the ball, so they do the same thing. The gap schemes that we've talked about. So, not having Swift in there would help. If he plays, it's it's going to be very similar. The ball's going to come downhill. He's going to be explosive. He's tough. He's low center gravity guy. 
and he's going to run with some some physicality there. So I think that's the thing that you would have to worry about with him playing. This is a Leighton Van Der Esch game. Like Leighton Van Der Esch has got to get in there and play and play well and and, and you know, get a lot of tackles. Donovan Wilson as well. And I know I said three headed monster and all that, but Wilson's played a lot. Um, I think that, and I don't mean that they, those three safeties don't play all; they're all going to play, but just maybe rotate them a little bit more. And I like what you're saying about the tight ends because that's that's what kind of key. And they do have a good tight end in Hawkinson, yeah. but this is a physical game that they're going to have to to get off the field with with filling the gaps and making tackles. And you know, I, I think Layton's going to, you know, the, those linebackers he need him and, and um, Bar they they need to have double digit tackles in this yeah. game. DeAndre Swift, uh, according to reports, has uh, has been trending toward playing. He's yeah. doing a little bit more every day. Although uh, Dan Campbell stopped short of saying he'd be ready to play this weekend, he is doing more every day, well, which leans. McCarthy leans didn't toward. say Dak is going to play, right? So, I mean, right. They don't so it leans toward that. Now the flip side of that is Josh Reynolds, their wide receiver. He has not practiced all week at all. Uh, what does that mean if, if Josh Reynolds isn't out there? First of all, their injury report is ridiculous. It is because it's, they're because they're cool. they're coming off a bye. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I mean, the Cowboys. Yeah. If if let's go wouldn't have gotten hurt yesterday. Every player would have had a full participation. Yeah. Now they got some guys on IR and all that. We, we they have injuries, but man, the Lions a mash unit over there. Yeah. yeah. Reynolds. What? Yeah, I mean, with him, it's you know the the when I. To me, the guy you have to worry about the most is St. Brown. Mm-hmm. That's the one. But Reynolds is a really good complementary piece to what they do. And, you know, his dealing with a knee right now. So when you're talking about run, uh, when you're talking about receivers, knees, that's not a very good combination. So if he's out of the game, that's, that's a plus right there. That's, you know, 11 personnel stuff that they do. And he's a part of that on the outside. He's been really productive. You know, for uh, for the Lions, so him not playing, I, I think that takes away because you watch their games. It's St. Brown, it's Reynolds, it's the running game. That's how they're throwing the football. Hawkinson, that's yeah. how they're throwing the ball. And so take something out of that. Take him and Swift out of that thing. Boy, I'll tell you what, that would be that'd be something that you know you, you would have a, a good advantage there. Reynolds did play against the Patriots, right? I'm he, sure did. he did. He did. Uh, Swift did not though. Swift did not. He hadn't played since Week Three. Yeah. Okay. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got a lot of fan questions. We're going to get into these uh, when we get back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning the official ag and turf equipment supplier of the dallas cowboys visit unitedagandturf.com for more todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Miller Lite is proud to bring you Q Barbecue Fest Dallas. It's located at the Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium. Join your Cowboys from November 4th through the November 6th for some of the best barbecue in the country. Get your tickets today at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back. Final segment of the Break Life Nest WBC Mortgage Studios at the start, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Why are you looking perplexed? I, I don't know. I don't know why. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I was just thinking about this barbecue thing, honestly. You excited about that? No, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to be going out there. I mean, you should I'm, be excited. Well, I'm I, excited. Yeah. I mean, it's bye weekend. I don't think I'll be at AT&T Stadium on the bye weekend. <laughs> I just don't. I, I think I'll probably not be out there. Hmm, okay. Probably probably not be away from any stadiums, really. You don't want to go to any stadium on a bye week. Probably not, I but I'm sure I'll be that. at a high school game or something like that. I was about to say. Who's Arkansas got? What y'all don't know about Nick is that's what I was gonna a, say. Weekend, a weekend without a live sporting event for Nick, I don't think that's going to happen. If you have an opportunity, you're going somewhere. Arkansas, Liber- Midwestern State, somewhere. Right. See? Next weekend, Midwestern State. <laughs> that's what I'm talking that about. That is going to be a party. That's but, what you do. But Arkansas plays Liberty on November the 4th. And I picked, I had two choices this year. I'd pick Liberty or Alabama. Picked Alabama. That's the better pick. Well, well, we'll see. I mean, like, you're going to be leaving the stadium feeling what? <laughs> well, it's a better game. Like, yeah, it's the matchup. You wanted to go see the matchup, right? Yeah, it was a good third quarter. <laughs> All right, let's get the phone. We got a call from Dennis in Albany. Dennis, what up? What's up, guys? I hope all is well with you and your family. Thank you. Uh, tough week this week. I, I'm I've been long enough uh, been with the show long enough to know that Rob left before, and uh, he came back. So every time someone leaves, it hurts me too. So I know how close he is to Nick. So I'm <laughs> sure the relationship will continue. But been you know, a tough not- been a tough couple months. <laughs> yeah, Dave too. But I, I love seeing Dave up there. He's doing a great job. Yeah, mm-hmm. You guys. Take credit for that. So I just want to wrap up the Eagles thing, and I'm not sure, Brian, I listen to Krusty's Corner every day. The truth is I listen to to the break every night before I go to sleep, and I tune in to hear Krusty's Corner and and a lot of the other show. So I just want to wrap up. I don't know how much people said about it, but I 
everyone loves Dan Quinn, but I thought he got out coached bad against the Eagles. We don't have to. You could say a little bit about it if you want. I thought his players were flat-footed. Um, number six, Wilson, 27, didn't play that well. And, of course, Micah was just standing there looking. But we'll move on from that. Um, and my other point is I'm scared to death of this game. This feels like a Denver game. I think we win 27-17. to 17. Either a field goal or a touchdown gets us up um, up 10 to make us feel late. But I think it's going to be a nail-biter. And lastly, Brian, eat some sandwiches. Eat some, some easy things because that shake you're going to drink today on there is going to be tough. So best of luck with that. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening, though. What, what, have you did, what are you drinking today? Uh, we, have a, we have a survivor pool. Yeah, I know about that, but what, what have you roped yourself into at this point? Uh, red onion, oh, orange, minced garlic, <laughs> cheeseburger, and spicy brown mustard and some type of liquid. I have to consume all those things mixed together. Oh, God. Sounds so horrible. Yeah. And you're going to drink it on air. I have, I've already drank a beer out of a shoe, I a gym shoe. I've already had a, a Johnny Walker black through a hot dog straw. My stomach's turning right now. That's yeah. seems like you need to pick games better, <laughs> right, right? I'll tell you what. For or someone, give up on this. For someone that's supposed to be a football expert, I, I'm not very expert at picking these Survivor <laughs> games. I, I, it's always funny the Survivor game. I, we pick, and then the injury report comes out, and then mm. everybody that you think is going to play is just gone. You're like, wait a minute now, how'd this just happen? But yeah, you're right, Beam. I need to I need to be better at picking Buffalo these and Philadelphia. You just pick those two. Well, you only pick these teams once. Did you already pick those? Yeah, I've already picked I've oh, already picked okay. them. Yeah, we're mm. good. Well, I, I don't want to get to his question too much because it really will give away kind of our picks. So we'll get back to that when we get ready for our picks. I did notice something just a moment ago on Twitter, though. Supposedly, uh, Josh Reynolds is practicing today for the there Lions. So as, as it always happens, like when you play in the Cowboys, everybody's going. For whatever reason, their they're injured players show He's up ready to play. He's a Texas A&M guy, right? Is he? I think so. Texas A&M, yeah. probably, probably from Texas. Well, Romo and Nance are in, you know, calling the game, too. So yeah. I always thought Romo and Nance would cover Cowboys Lions. <laughs> I know that, that's the last thing a, a noon a noon game a noon game a noon Cowboys Lions game you're gonna get yeah. Romo and Nance. All right, let's get this call. I mean, actually, let's get this uh, this question from Twitter from Titanic real quick, G. Did, yeah. real quick, did he? Did you feel like that Quinn got out coached? I didn't feel like he got out coached. I think I think his I think his guys let him down a little bit with the way that they played, especially the drive with the eleven straight runs. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Eagles figured out a way to to not have Micah Parsons affect them the way he's affected other teams. So the, if you want to call that out, coached, yeah, fine. I thought I thought they they did a really nice job of just making sure that he wasn't a huge problem. But you know, honestly, I think that most teams have tried to do something to take him out of the game. The difference here is, and I, I kind of agree with you, Brian. I think the difference here was. I don't think the Dallas defense played its best game from the standpoint of execution. I think yeah. the turnovers lost you that game. Yeah, that, I, that, but, but I mean, I, because Hurts didn't kill you throwing the ball or running the ball. Yeah, the, the the tight end that we were worried about never they never made a huge play down the field. The screen game was not a factor. Those turnovers was what killed you in that football game. To me, turnovers yeah. and missed tackles. Yeah. I think I think that score that was a good example of just they weren't they weren't in position. They didn't do yeah. the right things. Like they had the call was there. 
They didn't make the play. Yeah. And, and I think that's a prime example of what we saw throughout that game. I don't know that I put it on Dan Quinn as much as I say. They just had one of those clunker kind of games, which was why I've always been saying that's why you need Dak back. Because there are going to be Sundays when your defense just doesn't play up to par. Yeah. And when that happens, you need a quarterback that can match match points. I mean, I came out of that game thinking, if they don't turn over this ball, if, 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 if Cooper Rush played like he did the previous three games... Yeah. For what I mean, you're sitting there going, man, this thing. Don't give them short fields. Don't give them opportunities to. You know, I mean, it was. It just was so. It was one of those things like you know that to me. You you played them toe to toe. There there every all week long we were talking about their offense could do this and this and this and this. Their offense really didn't do that. I mean, they're right. they're back. They they had they were three and a half yards of carry. Mm-hmm. The quarterback. I don't think he threw it for over. Five, I mean, five yards of completion. It was something ridiculously low so I I don't know I I think if you don't turn over that ball in that game you got a shot at walking out of there with a victory I really believe that all right let's take a a a question from Titanic G says what makes you it's a two-part question what makes you most optimistic about the Cowboys for the rest of the season and two what makes you most pessimistic the schedule it makes me optimistic that they, they they will be favored to win um, probably ten of the next. Well, they got twelve, eleven games left. Probably eleven games. Yeah, they'll, they'll be favored. Four and two. They'll, yeah, they'll probably be favored in maybe nine of the eleven games. Mm. I think maybe maybe not at the Vikings and maybe not at Green Bay. Yeah, maybe. Really? I don't know. I, I we you Maybe. need Green Bay to keep losing yeah, to keep you, you know in that but, question their, their but I mean existence they'll be favored to beat Philly probably at home I would think and then every other game I mean maybe the Titans on the road but I mean it just it's it's setting up well yeah. that they should win games and 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 heavily favored on on a lot of yeah, these yeah. so I that's that's optimistic to me that that you know. They they've lost to the Eagles that are undefeated, and they lost to to Tom Brady and and the Bucks early on. I don't think that team is the same now. No, I'll play them again. If you if you, the schedule, and I hate yeah, that. Yeah. But if it ended today, all oh, that kind of crap, they're the sixth seed, and the Bucks are the third seed. And you would love to go and take this team to Tampa yeah. and go play them. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, you caught in, you, in January. Yeah. Except for all the injured people would not be healthy. So you know, I'll tell you is. what. I'll yeah. tell you what I'm optimistic about. There were so many questions after week one that now you have answers for. Yeah. And I'm talking offensively. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about it in the, in the benefit of helping Dak Prescott. There were questions about the left tackle. There were questions about the left guard. I brought up questions about the right tackle. Had questions about the running game. Do you really need to give the ball to Zeke all those times when you got Tony Pollard? You know, Is Mike McCarthy going to help Kellen Moore along with some of the play calling stuff? You know, there are things that you just receivers. Some of those guys. the receivers, the young tight ends. Yeah, the young I mean, tight yeah. ends. See, that's what I'm saying. Those are yeah. the things that after the Tampa game, we were all sitting in here looking at each other like, "Damn, this is not going to be good this mm-hmm. year." We were all like thinking, "How can we do this for 16 weeks and put a brave face on that kind of thing?" <laughs> but in reality, though, is you're four and two. You're getting your quarterback back. You're in the middle of this divisional hunt. You're in the middle of the conference hunt. There's nobody in the NFC that's running away with this thing. Philadelphia, like I say, you don't turn over the ball. Philadelphia is a beatable team to me. Now, the thing on the flip side of it, though, the defense. Let's see them play against the Lions this week and really stop the run. Let's uh, let's split. If the narrative, if we come back Monday and it's like 
man, this game was way too close because the Cowboys gave up 200 and, you know, 225 yards rushing. You know, now we're going to be like, they have a problem. Yep. This is a really, really good running team. You shut this team down running the football, you're probably going to be able to play against anybody else in the league. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I know we'll, we don't, you don't get to see Buffalo or any of these people till the very end. But, you know, <laughs> if you shut down this team running the ball, there should be confidence going forward. Now, that's the, that's the question mark I have. Yep. Can you really shut down a good running team? Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, optimistic thing is, is the Cowboys schedule. Pessimistic thing is the Eagles schedule. That's that's yeah. in the Giants <laughs> yeah. because they they're they're sitting ahead of you right now, um, but the Giants and Eagles are gonna have to play. So you know that, and you gonna, get to play them too. Yeah, they're gonna beat each other up a little bit. They're gonna have some Both moments. At Both at home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean that that's but but they're it's gonna be kind of tough to catch them and and the, but you're gonna make the playoffs. I mean, this team's gonna make the the playoffs, but you you're gonna have to probably go on the whole thing on the road. Which yeah. teams have done it? Yeah. Teams have done it, and this team has been pretty good on the road. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm afraid of. Well, defense travels. Yeah, defense, That's exactly I mean, right. If defense it, and run game. If it's 100 degrees yep. in Tampa, on, and it'll be all right. Yep. And if it's if it's if 12 it's degrees in, day in, I'm trying to think where would you Bay, play. But. Where yeah, where, where would you Buffalo. play? That's cold. Well, that would, yeah, that wouldn't happen. I don't know. Like what what um, what NFC team would you play? Philly. Yeah, you play. What's your? But no, yeah. If you had to go on the Philly's road in Philly, yeah, Philly's a possibility. New York's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any other NFC teams I can think of that'll be up there. It was kind of weird how the Rams ended up with the home field championship game with all the upsets and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Green Bay losing, San Francisco going up. I and mean, you never know. San Francisco did a great job. Play defense, run the football, travels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. picked up McCaffrey now and yeah. see what happens then. Yeah, that's when, really running the ball. If Green Bay doesn't make the playoffs, then you're pretty much assured that there won't be any crazy, crazy weather in the NFC in the playoffs. I mean, New York and Philly, they could, but it's not going to be that crazy. Green Bay is the one you worry, like, you get this blizzard, right? That's the You guys one you will have fun traveling to Minnesota, maybe. That might be one you don't want to be cozy in there. Yeah, yeah. You, once you get in the stadium, yeah. just, just walk, like being at home. Just walking off that bus. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. That coming down that ramp yeah. on that airplane. Be a little, <laughs> little, little, little slippery. It'll <laughs> be slippery. like Rocky coming at Rocky Four, just walking down to there in Russia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about Pauly. Yeah, stumbling through the snow. What are we doing here? What about the Rose Bowl? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's uh, let's take another question. This one's from Big Dog three thousand four. He says, "Why aren't we using Turpin more?" Don't know. How would you like to see them use Turpin on the field, like on (laughs) offense? Yes. And how would you like to see give them the ball? Give them ball on a reverse once a game. Yeah. Fake it to them four times a game. Give them out, get them out there, get them in space, get this thing going wide because if the, the, the wider this this defense, I don't know why I'm loud, sorry, the wider this defense is, the more it'll it would open up things for Zeke, for Dak, for for the middle of the field, for the tight ends to go over there. I just think you got to make them honest. You have a playmaking threat. He's shown on those punt returns that you think that he's not going to get around that edge. This is going to be a three yard. Why are you going wide? Go up the middle, and he's like, well, because I'm 140 pounds. And number two, I can get this corner, and he does, and he gets the corner, and he gets 12 yards. If you remember, there was a game earlier this season where they did an end around to him and you didn't think he would get the corner. He didn't get a lot of yards out of it, but he turned the corner. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, that's what you're that's the kind of speed that you want to make teams have to be aware of and think about. Him. I yeah. just well, want they, him out there. They used him on that that Dak run yeah. that, that was the option. They yeah. used him on that thing. Uh, the thing with, with with him, do you kind of feel like that I just worry about him holding on to the ball. Oh. You know, there's kind of that 
there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and like he catches it, and sometimes you're like, boys, you really got this one. And then he takes off running. The explosiveness, the speed, and all that, it's super impressive. I'm going to say they probably have packages ready for him, but do you have to use the packages against the Lions mm-hmm. or the Bears? Is that something that maybe you self-scout after the, the, the bye week and you're like, you know, I remember Lucky Whitehead with a huge jet sweep against Green Bay right before the half yeah. that led that got the first down and then now they got the drive and then they threw the ball to uh, Bryce in the corner of the end zone. Remember that right before the half, it was a drive. Yeah. It looked like they were going to punt and they ran a jet sweep with Lucky Whitehead and it got a first down and now the drive's moving. Now you got bam, bam, bam. You're moving down the field. I think they probably have something available. I don't Seven think it, years ago, I don't. Well, do, do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. it, it was I right mean, before the half. You're thinking they're going to punt the ball. They're just going to punt it and, and hope that Aaron Rodgers doesn't. But you yeah. end up scoring a touchdown yeah. with with you know to throw it to Bryce, and you know that's that's yeah. how it works. But I don't. Yeah. I, I think they probably got some packages. I just don't know if they're going to break them out against the Lions or the Bears. How about that? But you. But you could. You could also say you know that sometimes. Special teams coaches like to throw out fake punts and stuff in the preseason. You throw it out in games like that yeah. to put it out there, put it on tape, give him the ball in reverse, and then the next three or four games he's out there maybe on a fake reverse. But I do think his speed is something that needs oh, to be utilized. You're, you're a not bit wrong. More. You're not wrong. Just put it out there on tape. Like let, just run him a nine down the down the seam and just let that safety know. Wow, that dude's fast. Yeah, and, and then. You don't have to do anything with it. You can look at that from both perspectives. Do you want to put it on tape and make them worry about it, make them try to practice it? Or do you not want to put it on tape and hope that nobody's paying attention and then in some game where you really need it most, you yeah. pop it out there, right? Yeah. So it could go either way. Both could work, right? He's out there a little bit. He's playing he some on offense. Yeah. He's going to do like something. Nick's gut feeling has already been written for this weekend. Well, I, re- I said it on the radio this morning. I said that he's going to score a touchdown this week. Okay. okay. There you go. Well, let's go ahead and get the picks. It's time to get the picks. Tell me what you think is going to happen this Sunday. Serpent's going to score a touchdown this week. Uh, I see a touchdown to um, somebody else that's that hasn't scored. I mean, maybe a Schultz, maybe a Hendershot, somebody, somebody like that. Maybe Dak runs one in. That'd be great. Uh, I think Cowboys win 28-23. I think it's going to be a tough game uh, for a little while, and then I think that they'll 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 grind it out and maybe win. But I do think it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a tough game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a challenge. I went 31-23 Dallas in this in this game, and I, I, the thing that worries me a little bit is don't let this thing get into the fourth, and they're still close. Mm-hmm. You know, make make sure somehow get a stop. I, I, the biggest fear I have of them is running the football. That's the biggest fear I have. And all of a sudden, if it's a close game, they can keep running, keep running, keep running. Because they, you know, you saw what happened with Michael Parsons today. It wasn't so much about the RPOs. The running game takes him out of rushing. They, Philadelphia knew Jack Driscoll playing left or playing right tackle was a bad situation for them. They just ran the ball to keep him from you know having a pass block. So yeah. that's the thing I worry about. You know, let let if you can find a way to make this guy throw the football. I think you got a shot at really putting some hurt on them. I know we talked all week about Detroit and how good they are offensively. We also talked about how bad they are defensively. I think this is a game uh, that, to me, will not be close. I think the Cowboys are going to run away with this game. Atlanta? Primarily, primarily the reason why I think that's going to happen is because I look at this and I say the Cowboys right now, as we heard from Micah, I think they are going to go into this game saying, you are not going to run the ball against us. So you might be able to try to throw it, you might, but that's also going to back them into a corner of saying, okay, you're going to go against our best. So if you're going to try to throw the ball, if you're going to need to throw the ball, that's where we we are at our best. I think they're going to do a lot of running on first and second down, trying to establish it, and I think it's just going to paint them into a deeper corner, and the Cowboys are going to take advantage of that. I think the final score, 27-6. Cowboys mm. destroy the Lions. All right. 
Appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday, and we'll tell you what went right and wrong and uh, give you our impressions of this Cowboys team heading into week. At that point, will be week eight of the season. For Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!